The St. Louis Cardinals have brought back another old friend, signing Matt Carpenter to a one-year deal. What John Mosellock said about the deal, what's his place on the roster going to be, and fan reactions on the signing, all on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter, X, at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. Want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget about that. Plus, available on YouTube. Make sure you stop on by, like, subscribe, and comment. That way you're interacting with us. Hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode being brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On, get $20 off your first purchase. So for my superhero fans, my superhero movie fans, more specifically out there, the uh, news of the Cardinal signing, Matt Carpenter gave me Quicksilver Hawkeye vibes from uh, the uh, Avengers Age of Ultron movie. What, you didn't see that coming? No, no, I did not. I did not see this one coming whatsoever. And by the reaction of most of the people I've talked to and uh, the reaction I've seen online, not many of them saw this coming either. But the Cardinals are bringing back Matt Carpenter to the team on a one-year deal. Uh, He's going to make the league minimum. It's not like they just signed him to a three-year $30 million deal or something ridiculous. It's a one-year deal, league minimum, 740K. So not, I know that's a lot of money to you and I, but in the grand scheme of things in the Major League Baseball world, peanuts, peanuts, right? Um, My first reaction, honestly, I I giggled. I giggled and I said, what? Wait, what? Now something I've learned to do, at least I'm trying to learn to do better this year, Uh, is to have a reaction to whatever happens, whether it has to do with personal life, baseball, whatever it may be. Don't blow it out of proportion. Take a breath. Think it through for a minute or two and try to see both sides of things before I go off on some like Twitter X or YouTube rant and end up regretting it later. Because I, like you as a fan, was the same way when I said, I was like, Matt, Car- what are we doing? I certainly did not have Matt Carpenter returning to the Cardinals on my things that I think might happen list, at least not as a player. Because when I saw his name come across the wire, I was like, oh, he's going to be a coach. That's cool. Because I was on that charity stream. I don't know if you guys caught it with our friends over at the Newt News podcast. And we were discussing with former Cardinals pitcher Trevor Rosenthal what other former players that we thought might end up being a good coach at some point, because we were kind of talking about Daniel Descalso coming back and Yadier Molina coming back. And um, I brought up Matt Carpenter and Trevor agreed with me. He was like, yeah, he's like, I can see that. So I've thought that Carp coming back to the organization would, would happen as a coach, (laughs) you know, at some point, I, I honestly did not expect him to come back as a player. Because after last season with the Padres, I wasn't exactly sure if his playing career was done or not. 
if you remember, he had a couple of really rough years at the end of his Cardinals tenure. And um, he had that monster year in 2018 where he hit a career-high 36 home runs. Like, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, Matt Carpenter's getting backspin on the ball. He's getting lift. He's got a great launch angle. And he has this huge year, 36 bombs. But 2019, the numbers ended up dipping. 2020, things aren't great, but it's COVID year, so we kind of passed that. And then 2021, uh, 2021, he ends up hitting just uh, 169, ends up signing with the Rangers, doesn't make their team, accepts an assignment to AAA, he wants to keep playing. Things don't work out there. He gets released in May of 2022, and then he ends up landing with the New York Yankees and just goes ballistic. You remember in the Bronx, he hits 305, 15 home runs in 47 games, but unfortunately, he breaks his foot on August the 8th and doesn't return until the postseason. Ends up becoming a free agent, signs in San Diego, but the numbers drop again. He hits just 176 in 76 games. The Bra or the Padres end up trading him to the Braves in December, and they end up releasing him just three days later, and then he's, you know, free agent. Now, in John Mozeliak's press conference uh, about the signing of Matt Carpenter, he stated that the team has actually been in contact with Carp since the Braves let him go. The quote was, I had been in discussion with Carp since the day he got released. This has been ongoing. I feel this is more of having a veteran voice on our club. So this isn't just something that popped up out of nowhere, like on the last day or two or some reactionary signing to however the market is going for the Cardinals thus far. They've been talking about him coming back for a month now. It's a situation where both sides, and I know you guys are sick of hearing this, where both sides were interested in one another. Just like Lance Lynn, just like Kyle Gibson, just like Sonny Gray. Guys that wanted to be in St. Louis. And they made something work out. Now, we're going to get into John Mosellock's quotes about why the team wanted Matt Carpenter here, because you see 176 last year, not a lot of power. Like, what, what exactly is he offering the team? Why are the Cardinals trying to bring somebody like that back? So we're going to talk about that uh, and why uh, he is back in a Cardinals uniform. And it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with his abilities on the field, which might upset people even more. But we'll get into that next year on Locked on Cardinals. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event, whatever it is you're going to go to, whatever it is that you're interested in, whether it's a sporting event, but it could also be a concert. It could be a comedy show. It could be theater. Maybe you want to do that. Uh, Game Time is the app that I use, and you should be using it as well when you want to go to some of your favorite events and you're looking to not have to deal with any hassles, not have to deal with outrageous prices. They've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices. They give you views from your seat so you know exactly where you are. It's not a surprise when you show up and there's like a pole in your way. They'll show you the view from your seat. Uh, they've got their best price guarantee, and they take the guesswork out of buying tickets. You know, I, I told you about how me and my mom went to the Blues game, and I used the GameTime app to uh, find the best seats at the best price. Day of the game, just hours before the game took place. We were like, all right, what do we see? What do we got here? And Game Time had tickets all over the place. No matter what view I wanted, no matter what price range I wanted, they had something, and we took full advantage of that. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On, and get twenty dollars off 
your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked on, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked on Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel and thank you for making locked on cardinals your first listen every day leave your comments on youtube as well as on twitter x anytime you want feedback always welcome and encouraged we are going to get to some of the uh, fans reactions to the matt carpenter signing here in uh, just a little bit but first i want to focus on what john mosaic said with the media uh, they met on Friday and discussed, uh, you know, the addition of Matt Carpenter. It was a it was a Zoom call, so we were all able to listen in on uh, what he had to say. So let's go through some of uh, the quotes from John Mozeliak. And a lot of this, I don't think, is going to surprise you why he had to or why he felt he needed somebody like Matt Carpenter back in the fold here in St. Louis. Um, first, he talked about Carp's disappointing performance last year in San Diego. Uh, and what the expectations are for Matt Carpenter this year in St. Louis. And uh, Mosaic said expectations are definitely higher than how he performed in 2023. We're encouraged. I think both parties understand he's not where he was five or six years ago when he was looking for an everyday role. Uh, in the questioning with uh, Mo during this press conference, somebody, I forget who it was, even asked what, uh, what Matt's been up to uh, and brought up Matt Holiday actually, and said that uh, he was going, that he's been working with Matt Holiday, which uh, John Mosellac uh, acknowledged, was like, yes, and uh, apparently they are encouraged by the things they're hearing uh, about Carpenter and Holiday working together, which is something that he did. If you remember, when he went to the Yankees, Carp was working with Holiday at the time, and we know things went very, very well in New York. Now, we've established that this is not really a signing where Mo was expecting Matt Carpenter to have significant playing time. He just told you in that quote there. Some of the fans whose immediate reactions were, what are they doing wasting a roster spot on him? And to that, I, I, I say, in my opinion, it's, it's very similar to the role that Paul DeYoung had with the team last year. He's the 26th man who understands that his, his playing time is going to be limited, but he's going to get a chance to make some spot starts. He's going to get pinch hit at bats and uh, will hopefully succeed in those situations. So when you get mad about Matt Carpenter taking up a roster spot, you, again, just like this past year, you need guys who are going to be comfortable with not having to play every day. Like, we'll understand that they're not going to be on the field every single day and have to be okay with that. And it's not an easy thing to do, especially when you're a younger player. You want to be out there all the time. I mean, how much grief was I giving the Cardinals last year by not letting Luke and Baker play? Had this amazing season at Memphis at AAA, comes up to the major leagues, and then they benched him all the time. And I was like, well, what's the point of having him on there if he's just going to sit on the bench? A Matt Carpenter type of veteran guy is okay with that. He understands that that's his role, and he's not going to get to play every day. Um, here's what Matt Carpenter actually had to say about this when, uh, when he was asked. Um, from a baseball standpoint, my mentality is I'm entitled to nothing and grateful for everything that I get as far as an opportunity to play. I'll be prepared when my name is called and try to have the most competitive at-bats that I can have. At this point in my career, I really know who I am. I know what I am as a player, what I bring to a team, 
what I can bring to a clubhouse, and I don't shy away from that. If there is something that looks like it's out of whack and needs to be addressed, I'm not afraid to have those conversations. Now, obviously, the Cardinals are, are wanting him to be better than 176, okay? The 176 average last year, not good. You don't want to see that. We saw that for a couple of years of Matt Carpenter in his uh, first go around with the Cardinals, and nobody was happy to see that, not even Matt. Nobody wanted to keep seeing him go out there and not perform very well. Um, we want to see the Yankees guy. We want to see the, the Yankees version of Carp. I would love to see the Yankees version of Carp with just the mustache. I thought it was a cool look, but this is not a move that is supposed to have much of an impact on the field, okay? He's not supposed to be signed on this team to play in 100 games and make 500 at-bats. That's not the point of this. Uh, it's really more not for what he can offer on the field, but what he can offer in the clubhouse. And he acknowledges that at the end of that quote there. And we've talked about culture. We've talked about chemistry a lot this offseason. And Mo continues to harp on that when it comes to the type of players that they brought in this year. It, it may not be the flashy names that we all were clamoring for. It's certainly not the flashy numbers, you know, money-wise, that we thought maybe the Cardinals spend this year. They, they again, did not do that. Um, but clearly, they spotted a weakness with last year's club in that clubhouse. And it's something that they really, really, really wanted to address. And are signing guys they're going to fill that leadership void that they believe they were missing last year. Now, here's what Mo had to say on Carp's leadership. Uh, quote, I think part of it is leadership by example, but I also think part of it is the ability to speak up when you see something. Last year, I think a lot of that was falling on Paul Goldschmidt, and I just think that's pretty demanding. He continued on that subject about you know things falling on the shoulders of Goldie and Arenado being the main everyday veteran players that, that dealt with any leadership issues that were going on in the clubhouse saying, I feel like last year, those two guys were kind of left with having to pick up the lion's share of this, being able to spread that out was something that I think was important. And when asked if Nato and Goldie requested that the team sign Matt Carpenter specifically, he said that they, they didn't you know point Matt out specifically, but they wanted additions with a carp type of mindset and experience. Um, the Cardinals, I, I feel like it's not difficult to see what exactly they're doing here. They're trying to surround the young talent that's on this club right now that they think have very bright futures. Guys like Jordan Walker, Nolan Gorman, Mason Wynn, Lars Newbar. Guys are going to be the core of this team moving forward over the next few years. And they want these guys surrounded by men who understand what the Cardinal way is guys who were here when winning was the expectation. It was demanded. It's still that way. They just failed last year to make it a reality. They, they don't want these guys. And I'm talking about the young guys. They don't want them tainted by what they saw last season. I think we could all agree that last year, did not look or feel like a, a Cardinals baseball team. They certainly didn't play like a normal Cardinal team, and they're trying to reinstill what it means to wear the jersey and to wear the STL on the hat every day and uh, what the expectations are that come along with doing that. Like it's, and Mo talked about this a bit, saying that reinforcing the 2023 season 
He said, I would agree that we were missing some voices in that clubhouse. I definitely feel like somebody like Matt Carpenter, who understands the St. Louis Cardinals and how we do things and understands where he's at in his own career and understands the type of role he'll have, like he's going to come into camp and compete. But he also understands that he's not where he once was. His contribution can be more of a twofold part of that, where he can bring in some veteran leadership to the club. And... Mosellock and Carpenter, they seem to be on the same page about this. Uh, obviously, they've been talking about this for about a month because this is what Carpenter had to say about being a leader this year for the younger guys. Quote, I think the thing I am most excited about is the opportunity to be a veteran on a team who has had the privilege to wear the uniform for as long as I did. Now to be able to speak to some of the young guys who are doing it for the first time, playing in St. Louis is such a privilege. But there certainly is an expectation and some pressures that go with it. I remember as a young player, that can be overwhelming. I was lucky to have such a great veteran group of guys who kind of took me under their wings. What I am most looking forward to is having the opportunity to be that guy and do it for some of these young guys, kind of being that shoulder that they can lean on and talk to and work through stuff. I mean, doesn't that sound a little bit familiar <laughs> to what uh, like Sonny Gray had to say when he got signed, you know, it's about a culture. It's about being together and working with these guys. And even though Sonny Gray has never been a St. Louis Cardinal before, he talked about how he wanted to be a part of what the Cardinals are all about his entire career. He, he's loved watching it as a, a guy from the other side, from being a, a visiting player and uh, the atmosphere and what it meant to be a Cardinal and how, that was one of the reasons why he wanted to be here. You know, Lance Lynn has been here before. He understands that. Kyle Gibson grew up being a Cardinals fan, and it's, he wanted to be a Cardinal. And these are the reasons why these are the types of guys that they're signing. First off, you got to admit, payroll-wise, makes a lot of sense for this team, for some of these guys. But at the same time, these are guys that believe in the Cardinal way still. And I know it's only been one really bad year, but a lot of your young stars that you think are going to be stars, Jordan Walker, Mason, Wynn, Nolan Gorman, they, they were around for that. And you don't want them to think or feel that that's, that's what's normal around here. Cause it's not, it is absolutely not. We were embarrassed by the way, this team performed last year. Players on the team were embarrassed. And they're bringing in guys who aren't going to put up with whatever might have been going on in the clubhouse last year. I don't know specifics, but whether it's it's laziness, uh, not paying attention to detail, whatever was going on, they're trying to, trying to put an end to it this year. And they're hoping that Matt Carpenter and Lance Lynn and Daniel Descalso and Yadi Molina coming back around, that these are guys that are going to uh, help fix that. So. I want to get to some of the fan reactions on the signing of Matt Carpenter next because we had a lot of people who weren't exactly thrilled about it. And I understand that. But uh, we're going to get into that next here on Locked on Cardinals. Score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money lined bet. That's 150 bucks, you guys. 150 bucks if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, this is the time to do it. We're enjoying the 
Well, I'm kind of sad right now, but we've been enjoying the NFL playoffs thus far. Uh, the app, very easy to use. We've got a wide range of uh, different betting options to choose from, spreads, player props, the overs and unders. Divisional games this weekend, the Ravens were able to cover on Saturday over Houston. My Packers oh, broke my heart. They broke my heart, man. They, they had that game for 95% of it. They were winning. And it just falls apart late. The kicker misses the field goal, but it's not all on him. We had dropped interceptions and bad decision-making. And uh, I don't know, it's it just gut-wrenching, really. But I told you from the get-go. Remember, the spread was nine and a half. San Francisco by nine and a half. And I was like, that spread is ginormous. So I would have taken San Francisco and uh, taking taken, um the nine and a half points, I would have, uh, I, I, there's no way they were going to cover that. I, I had no idea. I didn't think that was going to happen and it didn't happen. So hopefully you listen to me on that because that Packers offense is just too good. Anyway, uh, bucks at lions today, Detroit favored by six and a half chiefs at Buffalo, uh, bills by two and a half, get in on it, have some fun with it. Fanduel.com slash locked on kick off the NFL season with Fanduel, the official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows, which is covering every league. You're going to go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Uh, one of the first reactions I got from uh, a lot of fans when the, the Carpenter signing was announced was, where does he fit on this roster? Like, where is he going to go? Which is a great question because the roster doesn't really have a, a lot of spots available. Uh, it's been speculated that if Carpenter makes the team, which isn't a guarantee, we think he is, but it's not a guarantee that someone like Alec Burleson would lose his spot, which would be shocking considering second round pick. Uh, all of the talk about his hard hit rate, how he just had some bad luck last year. Everybody likes Burleson, good clubhouse guy. Uh, Mo was actually asked about that and responded by saying that he could envision a roster where both Burleson and Carpenter are part of it, citing the team's flexibility among its middle infielders. Um, a lot of this is going to get worked out in the spring, okay? Because people are going to be competing for jobs. So it's hard to give you uh, a definite answer on what the 26-man roster is going to look like on opening day. Uh, the bullpen is clearly wide open for competition. They've got a ton of arms out there where people are going to be trying to, to grab spots. I mean, you've got the the normal guys like Helsley and Gallegos and Kittredge is in the mix now and, you know, John King. And you've, you've got a few veterans, guys, but there's a couple of other spots in there where, I mean, whoever pitches the best in spring training, you're going to get a spot. Uh, I would I would expect Libertor and Zach Thompson to be a part of that. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's going to be a fierce competition. I'm looking forward to that in the spring. But let's say you've got 13 pitchers on the staff. Okay. Which is the limit that you can hold on your 26. Uh, that'll leave you 13 spots for your four main outfielders, which is new bar Edmund Walker and Carlson. So there's four. You've got the main infielders of Arenado, Wynn, Gorman, Donovan, and Goldie, which is five. That gives you nine total. Contreras and Herrera are your catchers. That brings you to 11. So that gives you two spots. That's it. Alec Burleson, Matt Carpenter, those are the guys you think are going to take those spots, but you've still got guys like uh, Luke and Baker and Jose Fermin. Remember Buddy Kennedy, Jared Young are guys that they brought over off waivers. So uh, they're on the 40-man. 
probably going to get sent down, but these are some of the names you're going to hear in spring training that are going to be competing for spots. But again, very premature, very premature right now because injuries, performance, all going to be evaluated in the spring. I mean, you've got Donovan, Carlson, and Edmund all coming back from injuries, so we got to make sure we know how far along they are uh, before we can make sure that they're on the team on opening day. So hopefully they will be, but we don't know. We don't know. So things will get adjusted. All right, uh, Sean Leahy on X asked, who is even nostalgic for Carp? Like, what did he do that makes people yearn for? No rings, no nothing from his tenure. All right, well, I don't think people yearned for a Matt Carpenter return. I can't, I don't know anybody who was asking for it. Not like how it was with Albert. Like when Albert, when we knew Albert Pujols was a free agent and we were hoping that for fun, it'd be nice to have him on the roster, kind of like in this role as a 26th man. Um, you know, but he's one of the greatest hitters of all time, one of the greatest Cardinals of all time. But Carp, I mean, there's not a lot to complain about him, though, too. Yeah, he had a couple of bad years at the end there, but the, the guy just played the game right. He's a 13th round pick who exceeded expectations to become a three-time all-star, a silver slugger winner. He got MVP votes in three different years with the Cardinals. All around good guy. Nobody says anything bad about Matt Carpenter. He's not some cancer in the clubhouse or anything. And the Cardinals won a lot when Matt Carpenter was on the roster. And I'm not saying it's all because of him. I'm just saying things were going very, very well with Matt Carpenter during the, his time with the Cardinals. You know, they had one season under 85 wins while he was here. One. You know how many franchises would give their left, you know what, to have? a span of success like that. I mean, he's going to get a standing ovation from the crowd when he comes to the plate the first time at Bush because people appreciate his contributions over the years. And again, he's a great dude. People loved him. People like rooting for good guys. So that's kind of why people are kind of excited. If they are excited about Matt Carpenter or like, Hey, it's great to have him back. That's why. That's why. Uh, J graph 35 on X says, so we've got a fifth option at DH, maybe first base, and can hit 137 off the bench for us. Classic, useless, nostalgia move for Mo. Here's the thing. I understand that attitude right there. I completely understand that. And I'm not telling you that's the wrong way to feel. I'm not. It's kind of funny how they're sort of getting the band back together, so to speak, with uh, Yachty coming back and Descalso is going to be on the bench now. Uh, Lance Lynn is back. Uh, now you've got Matt Carpenter back in the fold. I would like to have that Carpenter back in the fold. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, I got my Chris Carpenter jersey hanging behind me today just because it says the name Carpenter. But, I mean, if you're going to keep bringing people back, I would love to see Chris Carpenter as a, back as a part of this team in some way, shape, or form at some point. I just love that dude's attitude. I loved him when he was pitching for the Cardinals. Um, and you can and you can get mad and bag on Mo for signing less appealing players as far as the stats go. Because when you look at guys like Gibson and Len and now Matt Carpenter, and you're like, wait, what? These guys like none of these guys were great last year. You can argue that Kyle Gibson was pretty good. 15 wins on the Orioles is not that's nothing to sneeze at, but what Lance Lynn looked like last year and uh, what Matt Carpenter looked like last year. And you're like, what, what, and why are we doing that? Aren't there better people out there? I get that. I, I totally understand that, that thought process. But again, it's obvious to me that they are willing to look past those on-field limitations 
they're thinking those guys will be better this year, by the way, but they're looking to look past some of those on-field limitations to fix whatever problems were going on in the clubhouse and are hoping that doing that will also help elevate the level of play of not only them, but the team around them and provide better leadership for your young guys who were part of such a an ugly season in 2023. I don't know if we'll ever know how nasty things got in the clubhouse last year or what exactly was going wrong, but clearly there was something because they continue to bring in these guys and use the words like culture, chemistry, and whatnot, and uh, they're trying to turn that around. Uh, Turner Hooch 314 said, culture did not win us rings when Albert Edmonds... Rolling and freeze were crushing baseballs. So you can have a bunch of guys that like each other, but if you're giving up home runs left and right and also hitting 176, the chemistry and culture doesn't matter much. I agree for sure. You still have to have talent to win baseball games. And whether you agree or not, the front office believes in the talent that they have gathered. They think these guys are all good enough. And now what they're trying to do is uh, add a better chemistry and culture to that talent, and hopefully that, putting it together, will produce a winning equation in 2024. Now, is the roster good enough? Totally debatable. Totally debatable. We've all got our opinions on that. I wanted them to aim, aim higher in the starting rotation with guys that they added, but it didn't happen. But the front office believes that these guys are going to be better and that they're going to be good. You can trust them or you can think they're full of poop. That's up to you. That's your opinion. Mo did say he is still watching the market and is open to the possibility of adding another relief pitcher before the start of spring training, saying there are still some things we're looking at, trying to pursue, so we'll see where that goes. No guarantees that he's going to bring in anybody new, but Hayter signing in Houston, Hicks to the Giants, should kind of get things moving in the uh, relief pitcher market once again because uh, pitchers and catchers report February 14th, so... It's getting close. It's getting close. All right. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter, X at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I will see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.